You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Washington Nationals enter the 2017 season determined to get back to the playoffs and this time get further than they ever have in the playoffs. I'm Allison Footer and I'm here with Jamal Collier. Jamal, um, really the expectations are the same every year. This is a loaded team. They can't seem to get over that hump. So I guess until they do it, they're just not going to really know if they can. Yeah, that's the big thing about this team. They've had the three division titles in the past five years. They've been one of the winningest teams in baseball, actually, in the last five years. But the biggest key for them is trying to put together a team that can get over, like you said, the proverbial hump uh, and get past the first round of the, the playoffs and get on to the World Series and, and bring a World Series here to D.C. Uh, they've made some improvements and made some adjustments over the offseason to kind of get there with an eye really – uh, the regular season matters, but at the same time for them, it's kind of all about what they do in October. Uh, that's going to be key for the Nats this year. Let's talk about Adam Eaton, the big acquisition. So what can he bring to the team, to the lineup, and just the veteran experience? Yeah, he's a guy who gets on base a whole lot. And if you got a, a guy like him to set the table in front of Bryce Harper and Daniel Murphy and some of their guys in the middle, uh, I think it's going to give him a, a chance to score a lot of runs this year if you put Eaton and Turner at the top of his order. Uh, I think he's a pretty underrated player. You know, He's never been an all-star, never hit 20 home runs, but they gave up kind of a lot to get him. Uh, so when you when you pay that kind of heavy price, you're looking at a guy who's going to be around for the next five years, uh, who's been kind of an underrated star in, in, in the outfield the last couple of years, uh, has been a three, four, five war player uh, over the last couple of years. And they're really thinking that they got a good value with this guy for the next couple of years at an underrated contract um, and a guy they think could even potentially be getting better. The lineup, of course, is loaded, and they always have such a core of young talent. Uh, Bryce Harper, of course, being the marquee guy, but really just up and down. So there's really not a whole lot of tweaks that really needed to be made in that lineup. Yeah, and, and they still made a couple of moves. Obviously, earlier this week hasn't been finalized just yet, but they made the move for Matt Weiders, uh to add him and improve their catching spot. Um, you know, after losing Wilson Ramos, he's going to be a guy who will get closer to what the numbers that Ramos. Ramos was great last year, so it would be tough to duplicate that. Um, but you got a guy like Weeders, you got a guy like Eden. Um, they're counting on seasons. Bryce Harper was the Bryce Harper that we expect him normally to be last year, but they're expecting him to kind of bounce back and be closer to where he was as an MVP. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman struggled a lot last year, and they think that he's still got something left. He's still only 32 years old. So this has a chance to probably be one of the best lineups in team history uh, if they have guys stay healthy and produce capable to kind of what they're, they're uh, used to producing. Uh, when you look through one through eight, there's really not a hole uh, in this lineup. Uh, we've got a full season of Trey Turner. We talked about Murphy and Rendon, and they just really have a lot of a lot of guys they feel really good about uh, going forward, and, and they could feel like a chance to score a lot of runs. Trey Turner being somebody who everybody is very excited to see him play a full season, and also going back to shortstop. So, what kind of comfort level can he build from himself? Just by having his natural position back. Yeah, he, he's an interesting guy because last year he came up into majors. He basically had a, a crash course out there in the outfield and never played it uh, and had about six games in the minor leagues to learn it and went out there, let off every day, was comfortable, played a good center field and hit, you know, 350 or whatever it was. Uh, so they think just having him back at shortstop is going to just relax him. And, he, you know, he's going to have some growing pains. Uh, there's going to be some things that he's going to have to figure out and, and learn over the course of his season and playing a shortstop over 162 games. But they're Really not concerned about him and not concerned about any of the that affecting him because they saw when he was thrown into the fire last year how well he handled that and I think that's the biggest key for him is this year going back to short it's where he wants to be he's excited to go back there um, and even when you may see some some little things that he still has to learn and, and you know adjust to that position in the major leagues um, I think that they're comfortable with him and making those mistakes and living with him because I think he's going to hit first of all uh, and if he is anything close to what he was last year they've, they've got a really good player on their hands. There is 
some competition in camp this year, and that would be at closer. So who has the edge? Is it between the three guys that we've heard of? Is there anybody else in the mix? Yeah, that's been the biggest uh, storyline really all offseason for the Nats is who's going to pitch that last inning. Uh, they're still poking around there to see if they can find anybody, you know, from the outside with somebody with experience, a veteran to bring in uh, and close. But, you know, right now in camp, a guy like Sean Kelly, Blake Trinan are probably the two favorites. Um, you know, both those guys have, uh, were really good last year in the setup role. Sean Kelly's one of the best setup men all year last year. Blake Trinan made a, a huge step forward and he's got that, that lights out sinker that got him out of a lot of jams last year. Um, another guy they've kind of mentioned a lot here in camp is Joe Nathan uh, and he's a veteran. He's 42 years old but um, he's a guy who's got the experience in the ninth inning. They think he has something left. He talked about how big it was for him to pitch last season and not necessarily coming off a full year off at 40 some years old but um, you know he's a guy who's going to be given a good look and if he has something left and has something in the tank you can see him in some kind of late inning role but um, I think those are the three guys that right now uh, as we stand have a, a bit of an edge over everybody else as far as this closer race. But uh, I don't think there's anything settled right now. we still got about a month or so left that they're going to kind of see what they can get here in the open market. So the rotation is interesting because it's a very talented rotation, and some guys didn't do so well last year. Some guys, of course, exceeded expectations or met expectations. Yeah. Um, how do you see – this is obviously a championship-caliber rotation. Is that the least of maybe their worries this year? It is on one hand um, because it was their strength last year, and it was, it was basically what carried this team to where they were, even where their offense – and they talked about the guys who had a little bit of down years. Um, when you have Strasburg and Scherzer and Roark uh, and Joe Ross when he was going well and Gio for a little bit when he was going well, you know, you're, you feel really good about – the guy you're putting on the mound every single day. Uh, and they're still going to feel that way if they have these guys all healthy uh, at the start of the season. The, the issue comes if they do have an injury um, because when they did trade away the guys like Giolito and Lopez to get Eaton, um, they kind of took a hit on their depth. And I think that, that you know, they're not entirely sure what they have in the six, seven, eight spots in the rotation. Uh, but as long as they keep the guys one through five healthy, uh, they're going to feel really good about their rotation to be one of among the best in the majors. And especially if they can get a guy like Strasburg and Scherzer through the entire season healthy and have those guys ready for down the stretch in the postseason, that's probably one of the best duos uh, in all of baseball. So they're going to feel really good about them uh, down to in October and, and down the stretch. So with the, it's really the Nationals and the Mets that are probably be fighting this thing out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks on paper, and this game is not played on paper, yeah. that the Nationals really have the edge. I mean, that you'd have to kind of maybe give them the edge over the Mets at this point going into the season. I think so. I still think that, you know, based on where the two teams were at the end of last year and what they've done this offseason, that the Nats are maybe a little better. Um, the big thing for the Mets, as it seems like it always is, is they're starting pitching health. And if they have the you know those guys healthy uh, and pitching well, then they're just as good as, as any rotation in, in the majors. Um, but, you know, last year the Nets kind of ran away and, and hid from the Mets a little bit uh, and, and were way out ahead of them just because of the injuries the Mets kind of went through. Um, I don't expect it to be this year. I think it's going to be more of a dogfight, and the Mets will be in it for the long haul here. But uh, I think those teams are definitely just the class of this division. Um, and even though the division's gotten better, now the Braves and the, the Phillies and the, uh, have made their improvements. The Marlins have done some things to try to stay in the race as well. But uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a better a better division than it was last year. You won't just have the the, the the Nats really beat up on teams like the Braves and Phillies last year. Um, I think they won't be as, as easy of a punching bag as, the, as they were kind of last year for the Nats. But uh, I think when it comes down to a yes, it's going to be a between the, the Nats and Mets to see who kind of is representing this division uh, in the playoffs.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.